You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, Why Not Mint Money is a daily podcast on personal finance that helps you get smart about managing money. We help you understand basic money concepts to keep you from making bad money mistakes. Why Not Mint Money is your one-stop solution to money matters. So, let's get started. Welcome to your money journey. Home loan rates are at their historical low. If your existing home loan is above 7%, it's probably time you think of switching your lender. Hi, I am Tinesh Bhaseen from Mint's personal finance team. In this episode, we will discuss about how to get the best deal when you are looking at transferring your home loan. To talk on the subject, we have Mr. Aditya Mishra with us. Mr. Mishra is the founder and CEO of SwitchMe.in, which is a platform that helps borrowers for transferring their home loans. Mr. Mishra, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Tanesh. Please call me Aditya. Uh, when you say Mr. Mishra, it makes me feel my father is behind my back and I have to turn back and look. Well, thank you so much. I will address you as Aditya. Thank you. So, Aditya, I first want to understand when should someone think of a home loan balance transfer? In my experience, I have seen most people thinking about it when they see some lender offering low interest rates. And in the current scenario, it can be lenders like Kotak Mahindra Bank or State Bank of India. That is usually too late. Uh, you are basing your decision on someone else's marketing. The one advice that I give to my friends, and it's the same thing I will tell all the audience on your show, is that uh, look at your rates and compare it against the best that's there in the market every three months. The reason for that is that uh, economic factors actually change that often. Uh, one simple thing that one could do is to look at how frequently is the Reserve Bank of India, which is the largest institution around, looking at these factors. They do it every two months. So if they are doing it every two months, there's no reason that anybody uh, looking at their personal finances should be looking at anything greater than three months. So my advice remains the same to all my friends and to audience on your show. Look at every three months, see if you have the best rate, can you get something better? But three months sounds too frequent. People can't be changing lenders four times a year, right? No, so you should check for uh, whether your loan is the best or is the best rate that you have every three months. What you will find is that you may not change every time that you check. Now, uh, changing the, let's say, your home loan effectively could be in two ways. One, that you go on a lower rate with your current provider. The other is that you actually change the provider. Going to the same provider and changing it uh, could be a day's job. The other option could be within a month. So it's not very tedious. It's not as difficult as it seems. And all said and done, when you do your calculations and you realize that you're going to save a lot of money, why wouldn't you put in that effort? Can you share with the audience the entire process of home loan balance transfer? I mean, what is the paperwork required? What are the timelines and so on? Sure, sure. So... 
The step one is to do your calculations. For example, you can use our free calculator to do it. There are other ones also. Uh, figure out which one is the right provider and how much are you saving. Typically, what you would find is that a difference of 25 basis points is enough to switch. So that I think is the step one, which would probably take you less than five minutes. Second one is to check the documents that you have. There are three crucial documents that you need to have. And you realize that they're actually not difficult. One is your loan account statement. If you have got your internet banking or any kind of internet access set up for your loan account, you can just download your loan account statement at any point of time. So that's one important thing. Second is what is called a foreclosure letter. This is something that your current lender issues and essentially means that, look, if somebody was to pay them that particular amount, the account is settled. Now, at this stage, if you don't have a foreclosure letter, not a problem. But if you already have this and some internet banking would actually allow you to download that, uh, that's also fine. But if you have the first one, loan account statement, you probably don't need a loan account statement at this stage. The third one, which is probably the most important and which is where a lot of people stumble, is called a list of documents. So when you took the loan in the first place, there are certain original documents that you left with the lender. This is typically uh, the agreement to purchase if you are in Bombay or let's say a purchase agreement if you are in other cities. And there are certain other supporting documents like, okay, it's a registered agreement and so on and so forth. So your lender, your current lender gives you a list of documents that they have in their custody. This is something that they will just stamp and say, okay, these are the originals that I have with me. Now, if you have that, great, because then you're all set. If not, then you have to ask them to give you a list of documents, which takes some time. Uh, again, a lot is possible just by going online and doing it or calling up the branch and doing that. Now, if you have these two, one is your account statement and second, the list of documents, you just go to whichever lender that you want to approach. Let's say you are going to lender X, or let's say SBI or an HDFC, where most of the people end up going. Uh, all that you have to do is go to them and start a fresh application. Just need to take mark that, okay, it's a balance transfer. Now you've already taken a loan. This process is going to be very, very similar. They're going to look at your income. They're going to look at the property. They're going to do a valuation on that and say, okay, this is the loan that we're going to give. Now, the way home loans typically work that you not only have that much of amount available, the new lender would tell you that, look, you can even take higher. And that's the way this entire thing goes. So I will not get into that part, why that happens, but typically you get slightly higher loan value. So once you have what is called a sanction letter, you essentially go to your current lender and you tell them that now I need a foreclosure letter. So the foreclosure letter may uh, happen in a day, may take maybe a week because there are certain lenders which will put roadblocks on that. Once you have that foreclosure letter, you go back to the first one, you tell them that, okay, now release the money. So they will issue a check to you saying that, look, this is a check in the name of your earlier lender. I'm paying off this loan and now you are my customer. Now, all that happens is that after that, you hand over that check to the old lender and now they're supposed to release these original documents. Remember the list of documents? They release that and that gets handed over to the new lender. 
Now, this step may take as long as about a month because these documents are lying on a vault. So they need to be pulled out and all that. Now, what you will also see is that for most of the major lenders, you may not even need to be involved because they will settle it between themselves. You probably need to just give an authority letter or maybe just need to be present there when the documents are being handed over. And uh, you're pretty much done. That's That's all that it takes. Can you also throw some light on the costs that are involved in home loan balance transfer? Good question. So the new lender is essentially going to charge you the same fees that it charges every new customer. There may be a promotional scheme going on where they will say that, hey, processing fees waived off and so on and so forth. The thing to keep in mind is that there are things that your new lender is not telling you. Number one, is that you need to do a new agreement and that needs to be registered and there is a stamp duty to pay for that. That's the largest expense that you have. Uh, second is that there may be certain documentation charges that your lender is not telling you about. Why is that? Because typically, uh, in general, your private sector lenders include those charges in the processing fees whereas the public sector guys do not include those charges in the processing fees. Uh, these are typically under 5,000 rupees, but since you asked a question, this is something to be kept in mind. Can you also talk about what are the difficulties that usually borrowers face when they're transferring their home loans? Oh, very good question. So the funny thing is this, that most of the people actually don't have their list of documents. So this is something that if you remember is the initial part I said that look there are original documents that you submitted to your lender and the lender for whatever reason has not given you that list of documents and that becomes a problem. Now you go back and you instead of starting the process with a new lender you have to go to the old lender and ask for the list of documents. Now to answer that question now they will try and go to the vault, look at the list of documents and give you that answer. Sometimes it happens that they actually have it on their system and they can tell you very fast. But what we have seen in experience is that uh, if a customer is asking for a list of documents, that means he's looking for a balance transfer. So the current lender will start saying that, okay, come next week or do something like that. And uh, you just need to stick to your guns and you can get through that. But uh, there are delays. So that's where uh, the process may take longer than a month because you don't have that one crucial piece of paper. So I think that's one problem that's there. Second is that when you are asking for a foreclosure letter, if you remember what I said earlier, you need to ask for that only after you've already gotten sanction from the new lender. At that point of time, you go to the old lender and he says, okay, I will take a week to give you a foreclosure letter. At that time, he's essentially triggering their retention team. They're trying to come back and give you a good offer. And if you have done your calculations and everything correctly, you know that the best offer that they have is not going to be what you really need. Uh, the offer from the new lender is actually better than that. So you actually just need to wait out for a week and the retention team call happens. You insist that, no, no, I'm switching. Uh, I'm doing a balance transfer and you're done on that. The other thing which is a pain point is this, that if it happens to be the last week of the month, 
there are these lenders who will tell you that no we do not issue any of these documents in the last week of the month please come in the next week which is the first week of the new month and that is where we will give there are some lenders who will actually said no last week of the month and the first week of the month we don't do this it's only the middle part of the month that uh, we will issue you these documents and that is where uh, there is a delay so these are the stumbling blocks in doing a switch just one last question can you share some thoughts on how should one go about choosing the lender so here are some thumb rules the way to understand is that there are effectively three kind of lenders who are giving you home loans one is a bank second is a housing finance company third is an nbfc the banks have a fairly structured way that rbi has given to them saying that look this is how rates work when it comes to housing finance companies and nbfcs the entire thing is a bit of black box again we don't have the time to get into it but the way it effectively works for a customer is that for reasons that nobody can fully explain to you your rate just goes up and then you're fighting to bring it down so in general if you want a fairly logical and predictable way that your rate behaves and when i say predictable i mean that when rbi's rates go up they go up and when rbi's rates go down your home loan rates also go down uh, you are better off working with a bank and if you've gotten the lowest rate that you can get you can be assured that whatever else is sitting inside their formula you don't need to worry about that you are pretty good uh 99% of the cases you're pretty good so that's one thing that to keep in mind that the cheapest of a bank is usually better than the cheapest of a housing finance company having said that uh, an hdfc is probably an exception they're pretty much able to match that and if it's an hdfc you shouldn't worry um i think that's that's the largest one i mean that probably covers maybe 70 80% of the cases Thank you so much Aditya for joining us. It was a pleasure chatting with you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you and thanks a lot for informing your audience. I think it's a very important subject that more people need to know about. It helps and makes a big difference over life. Thank you. That's all from this episode of Why Not Mint Money. Thank you all for joining in. For listening in we're also available on livemin.com and if you're old school then do pick up a copy of mint for some insightful coverage if you have any questions you want us to address do reach us out at ht smartcast we are present on twitter facebook and insta and if you want to connect over email write in to us at mintmoney@livemin.com until next time it's bye bye This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.